This episode is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Is your school district going one-to-one? Do you manage thousands of Chromebooks or other IT assets like projectors and smart boards? If so, you'll want to listen to this. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system, now including PowerSchool. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents, all in one click. To find out more, do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks, or click the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I'm joined here today by Robbie Payne. What's up, guys? And Gabriel Brangers. Yeah, you got things all out of whack. He's been yeah, first or second for... He's going to stick with it. I'm like know. six months, probably, no. I bet. I've, I've lost track of this this ongoing I'm going saga. to the couch. <laughs> yeah. We should swap seats and see what happens next time. <laughs> I would... My brain... <laughs> He'd be so confused I, he wouldn't I be would, able to talk. I would short circuit. <laughs> He's, I am Humphrey Joe Boxed. Of the Chrome, I cast. well we uh, we joke uh, with we joke with Robbie because getting in front of the camera, like no matter how many times you do it, every now and then you're just gonna say something that you don't mean to say, but you just say it. Yep. And, and <laughs> there's been a anyway. few times it's it's back whenever you used to do your hey hey guys oh, yeah. what was it was it hey uh, hey guys Robbie Robbie Payne. Robbie with Chrome Unboxed yeah blah 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 blah, blah. I'd start the the video and it was we were, Danic, with, we were in campbellsville robbie with forget chromebook it. or what did you say chrome <laughs> os says, hey guys robbie Payne with chrome os <laughs> what the heck was that why would i say that what? What? hi i'm robbie with chrome os <laughs> so dumb but yeah. yeah i mean stuff just happens yeah just, that one know. was a little like we were out of our element we were filming in a different place and yeah and that was still early that was still honestly was, yeah, and at was. the time where as soon as the camera turned on, I mean, I had I had anxiety, uh, sweaty early on. Yeah, you always sweat a little bit. Palms would sweat a little bit, and like it's just I don't know. It's one of those I, things I you used have to, to get, get over. that when we first started doing the podcast. I would get nervous doing the podcast for some reason. Like just my body. Like yeah. I I don't feel nervous at all, but I would sit here and be right. nervous. You have the physical anxiety. Yeah. I would one hundred percent just be anxious. Yeah, um, early on, but. Oh yeah, I mean, not yeah. like it used to. I remember even being at like CES or something where you can be a little more off the cuff. Like I just okay. Oh here yeah, we go. yeah. Like, I got to make sure and say the right but stuff. And you know, I don't know. You just learn how to. I don't know. Get on camera and just talk the way you. Would, I would talk to you mm-hmm. or talk to anything else. And that's I think the reason like why MKBHD has been so successful. Like he yeah. is. He's figured that out. Like he he can talk to the camera just like he can talk to a person, and it doesn't come off as weird. Um, and then for our bigger, longer stuff now with the teleprompter, like learning how to leverage that and and use it, it, it just takes all the stress out of it. Because I don't, I don't feel any stress for the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Just yeah, here for this. Yeah. <laughs> we're just we're just here chatting. Just here. We just we just talk about whatever we want to talk about, and it's great. You know, it's it's funny though. It's it's just about putting in reps though. For oh, me, 100%. It, it, you know, it's 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 like anything else. People see other creators or they see um you know somebody getting interviewed and they're like oh my gosh how are they so good at that and it's like they've put in the reps they've practiced it's like anything else right. like you have to do it 
to get yeah, comfortable with gonna, it. I don't. I, I, I'm sure there are people that are just naturally good on camera, but mm-hmm. I, even then, I'm sure they have a little bit of anxiety. Like you're never going to fully get over that. Yeah. It's no different than like you know public speaking or you know standing up and like singing or playing mm-hmm. an instrument yeah. in front of people. And that's the thing. Yeah. The the mentality is different depending on the situation too. I remember when the pandemic first started, uh, we did at our church actually. You know the pastor her church is obviously accustomed to speaking every sunday to hundreds of people it's what he does the minute he got a camera in front of his face he oh, was yeah. a nervous wreck yeah right. sure and like isn't that funny it's just yeah. a different mentality and you're right with 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 playing you know i play drums every week i don't even think about it no yeah. it doesn't bother me one bit i've on a rare occasion actually played guitar a couple of times because the guitar player wasn't there nervous wreck i didn't know you played guitar uh, enough to get by can you read music can you read yeah yeah i can read music absolutely i'm just i didn't learn to play guitar until actually until robbie and i were Mm -hmm. roommates years ago and uh because of my years of abusing my hands doing other things it takes a lot of work for me to Mm -hmm. play guitar because my fingers just don't have that flexibility he's got them thunder paws yeah (laughs) thunder paws exactly (laughs) (laughs) so the fretboard the shirt is the shirt is coming by the way yeah i've I've actually crushed four guitar necks <laughs> just with my bare hand i had to let no, him he's sitting in play Robbie said check out him, this look. carbon fiber guitar i bought it's indestructible and i'm like yeah okay <laughs> no i'm just gonna. i had to replace my frets str- immediately <laughs> the str- no the strings are just snapping when he, yeah <laughs> when so he but anyways if there it's, it's kind of a joke but if you know anything about christian style music you only need to know what three four chords I mean, that's most C, music. C, yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, say. most popular, popular music. music yeah. yeah, you got you got a C not. and a G and a D in there. Yeah. You're good to go. So, yeah. so the, uh, I I saw. We'll get to what we were going to talk about here in a minute. But this is what we do, folks. So, uh, if you here don't like go. it, if you don't like it, turn us off. Uh, so, Peter McKinnon had an episode on uh, his YouTube channel where he was talking about. Um, he 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 was getting frustrated with himself that his his photo editing wasn't quite where he wanted it to be, and he was seeing other creators post these awesome epic photos, and he was like, you know, I just feel like my stuff isn't there, and I, and he was like, but then I took a step back and realized I wasn't editing any photos, I wasn't putting in the work, I wasn't right. I wasn't tr- I wasn't doing it. Right. So so this is to anybody out there, if you wanna if you wanna do something. Take an inventory of your of your time yeah. and your attention. Where's your attention going? Where yeah. are you spending your time on? And then work yeah. towards the thing you yep. want to do. Pro, yeah, prime example. I mean, I'm not great with graphic design, and uh, it, it frustrates me sometimes. But I look at some of the stuff Robbie creates, and then a lot of the stuff that Michael does too, in very very short amount of time. And uh, I had to remember that you know Robbie full time was a web developer <laughs> for a long time and created a lot of graphics for the mm-hmm. marketing company. And I'm just like. Well, if I want to get better at making featured images in Gravit or whatever, do it every day. I just put in to, the reps. I just need to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yep. So find something that I like and then try to duplicate it. That way I can learn how to do Absolutely. it. So. Absolutely. Or just, hey, Robbie, can you do this for me? <laughs> <laughs> I've got this idea. Can you make this happen? Can you do this? <laughs> well, but then when you do that, pay attention to. You know, maybe exactly. sit, sit next to him as he yep. makes it, so that way you're like, "Oh, okay, that makes yep. sense. That's how to do that." And that w- and that was how I learned web design. Robbie showed me yeah. his process of because Robbie's, I mean, pr- yeah, pr- I mean, he's self-taught, and it's just a matter of finding 
elements that you like and then deconstructing how they're created and learning mm-hmm. how to do it, you know, reverse engineering it. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it, been our approach to just about everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a new YouTube commercial out. Um, let me see if I can find like it. Like a commercial for YouTube? Yeah. It's oh. a commercial for YouTube and it's oh, all about, about like, learning. Oh, about want to learn how to do this? Yeah. Oh. I love that. Yeah, I saw that and I thought that was really cool. I have not seen that. I'm going to search for it while we uh, well, move and on it's to like the next we, thing because yeah, I would like to be able to... Uh, share with you the title of it yeah and we can and we can share that in the show notes because i did see that i think i saw it during a football game it was yeah. On. yeah i think it was on monday night football yeah. this week yeah so uh, yeah it's it's one of those things like um we we have this balance on our channel of what we've tried to do over time is you know it's we try to make it entertaining we try to make it to where you know the content that we're putting out there is is visual and well done and you like watching it but mm-hmm. it's also informative like yeah, you can absolutely. you can learn something you can watch a how to or you can learn something about a, a device and it's like that balance as a creator as a right. some, as a youtuber yeah, trying to find we, that balance yeah. when we set out doing this it was a, it was our and still is our goal to make beneficial content exactly, for the people yeah. who are looking for it but we want it to be the best that we can do. We want it, we yeah. want to create something that looks done as well produced, but still remains beneficial, you know, at its core. Yeah, and we've got some. Uh, yeah, I've got some 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 cool stories to tell about uh, some some meeting some creators and getting to spend some time with some creators. It. We'll we'll I, talk about that I, here. I in think a I found bit. it. Hold on, let's, let's see. see. Let's see if this is it. Um, are you gonna uh, play? I think that that looks like it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so the the title of the video is called um, "What Will You Learn?" Yeah. So let me actually search you. This is on some other website that has uh, hijacked it. Yeah, iSpot TV. That all they do is identify like commercial actors yeah. and Which stuff. Because when you see a guy in a commercial, you're like I know I've seen that guy in something else. That's what they do. iSpot yeah. TV. That's yeah. a great name. For it's, <laughs> it's really cool because there's a there's Never a. Even heard uh, of that. Oh, geez, a, they have a whole se- the whole series of these. Oh wow. These are actually. But they these. all start the same though with that little the search well, bar I and think, typing in. I think these are. These might be. Let's see. Updated. No, this is April. So this is a series called "What Will What Will You Learn?" Um, what will you learn? Commercial. Because these are nice. like all four Just, or five minutes. Um, and let's see a filter. Let's go this month. Recent. Give us some recent stuff. Introducing Meta. Man, why Nobody would they? Nobody wants to talk about you. <laughs> Yeah, it, how it quick kept, did that disappear? No one's talking about it Meta. Kept, it kept coming They're up at the MediaTek like Summit. The Metaverse, but it was more of like the Metaverse and IoT and VR and AR and discussions about that stuff. Well, let's see. Apparently this, uh, apparently this YouTube video has not been published. Well, because it's a TV commercial. Yeah, it's hasn't commercial. Been. It yeah, probably commercial isn't published, hasn't published as a YouTube anywhere. video. Yeah. yeah, it's a YouTube TV spot. What will you learn? And like I said, I found it on iSpot TV. Like, surely to goodness YouTube has this on there. Why would they not? It might be like a weird not. licensing thing. Like, they put it out on TV first, and then it'll hit YouTube? Some I don't know. That's strange. Yeah, I'm trying to find, like, uh, here's a click to the actual spot. But, hmm. Okay. But so, iSpot.tv has it. Uh, but anyway, it was, it's awesome. Like, it goes through, and, and I was sitting there just, like, captivated by this. It's a little 30-second spot. But just, like, that encapsulates my whole professional life yeah. like that's it you know and and it's really cool that we get to create on the platform that taught us so many things like the taught me how things. to make videos i learned yeah. how to make videos on youtube i, that I, I learned now how to do make videos that go on youtube web development i learned you know we've we've obviously learned about tech stuff and we've learned 
it just it's cool it's a it's a really interesting thing and it was like so, wow <laughs> golf I, I, lots disc of golf. youtube golf. i've learned all disc kinds of golf. things about golf yep. and joe's learned disc golf and i learned a, I learned a lot a bunch of stuff mountain about biking playing I mean, guitar yep. a lot to, of stuff about cars i learned on yeah. on youtube like little I, little stuff like doing little tweaks on my bike like all right how do i change out the brakes i had the brake pads because i yeah. have you know actual little brake pads on my bike it's like how do i change this cool, I had to let's find it on youtube change out my uh, uh flush valve and my uh Oh, water yeah, valve on right. my toilet yeah, the, you were over done, the weekend yeah. and so I had to deconstruct the entire toilet to do this and I, there's no way I would have done that without YouTube I'd have been calling my dad I had to tell my dad like nope you gotta stay back I gotta do this I gotta figure it out for myself my dad's handy and he can come in and yeah. do stuff but um, you know <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna be able to do this stuff on my own too and and it was more of just like I wanna show I wanna I want to prove to myself that I feel like like my my superpower is if if I have the ability to go and get the information, I can learn to do anything I want to do. Like, there's never been a thing that I've been like, I really want to go do that. That I'm like, eh, I can't. It's just a matter of time and resources. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the time to spend right. to figure? Could I it replace out? my HVAC? I feel like I could replace my HVAC if I wanted to spend a couple yeah. weeks. I know I can because I used you to know. do that. But, <laughs> but like, it would take me so long to research yeah. all the intricacies that come and, along with and it. I and I used to, could. yeah, and could I used it. to think that that people that did not do that, it was simply because of lack of effort on their part. Right. But I, I've come to realize that some people don't possess their brain doesn't work that way. Right. They don't, they don't possess the, the roadmap to research things and how to, right. And, and that's it's, fine. It's that's abstract not, really. Because those are also it. people who have creative abilities that I will never be able to learn because right. my brain doesn't work like that. But for me, I'm like, I mean, it's like when we started digging in the commits years ago, when we started writing for come on box, I'm like, we had no idea how to navigate the repository. Yeah. We, we <laughs> no. just figured it out. We yeah. Google this and then find that. And then we find an article about this and then there's a paper on that. And then it's like, I'm just going to find it. I'm just going to figure it out. You know? Yeah. And I, and I think yeah, it's, it's abstract thought really. It's, um, yeah. and not everybody's brain is going to work that particular way. Um, yeah. But you know, I also know that because my brain's wired this way, I figured this out a long time ago. I remember being envious of people that I knew that like that, they had their thing. Um, there's a guy, uh, his name's Josh Brown. Probably have never listened oh, to this, Josh. but what's Josh Brown's thing? It's music. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, there's no question yeah. about this. Is he any good at, like, math or, uh, I don't know. I don't know about any of that other stuff. I went to school with him. He, he was a good student, but yeah, he's probably not n- near the mathematician as he is. Right, he's a, he's a very gifted musician. Yeah, but he and, can, and he can play anything any instrument he just picks it Name up and it. just can he play has it. he either plays it currently or he has played it he's toured with so many different bands simply because he can pick up whatever they want him to pick up and play and he'll just figure it out and yeah. start playing it like I, mean, I remember going to his office one time years ago and just walking in thinking your your office looks like a music store because there's just instruments everywhere yeah. and so like what picks his interest is oh i, I want to learn to play that thing so i'll go find it on ebay and buy it and learn to play it because it's a weird looking instrument you know, like or whatever and and so I always remember being envious of people like that. We're like, they have their thing. I don't have a thing. Like, I get good enough at something, and then I move on to something else because that part of my brain wants to just, I want to learn enough about it to go, yeah, I can do that. Anyway, next thing. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> let's let's do this thing. I wonder if I could do that. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Let's do that. And so, like, everybody's brains are just wired different. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about this probably after the break, I don't know. Anyways, so we're talking I, about I'm it now. A, I'm assuming that this was a quote from your review. Yeah. Okay. 
What is it? So JoJo, one of our one of our patrons and also a contributing writer, <laughs> shared in our Discord one of the comments from Robbie's Pixel review that was just published what an hour ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I only change phones once every year, like a normal person. If you follow us or you know Robbie, that comment makes perfect sense <laughs> because he swaps <laughs> devices all the time. Used to. This guy's comment was WTF? Am I missing something? <laughs> Because I'm presuming that the average American might not switch. Fo- and I don't know. In my I'm mind, a I lot think of people most do. Most every people year. do. Yeah. There's but a ton of people around me that two years maybe get the two. newest iPhone every right. time it comes but out. But yeah. you think about older generation and people that aren't tech savvy and things of that nature. I mean, my my mother in law still hasn't gone and got a new phone. She finally called me the other day and said, "My whole in my entire phone, she has an LG. It's got to be four or five years old. It might, it's probably not getting updates, honestly. Yeah." It's gone to high contrast mode, but it's not in high contrast mode. So I'm thinking she hit the screen on something. And right. It's, it's, it's dead. Knocked it, yeah. And she's like, well, the guy at T-Mobile told me I need the Galaxy S21. I'm like, you don't need a Galaxy <laughs> S21. But I think about that. Right. A lot of people probably don't. My dad, when he retired, uh, the company he worked for for years, paid for his cell phone bill for years after he retired. And I remember just a few years ago, him still having the old uh, rugged Motorola Nextel push-to-talk <laughs> oh, yeah. phone. Oh, wow. And then finally, just now, he upgraded to a smartphone like maybe two years ago, I think. That's uh, cool. Yeah, so, and I think he got an iPhone because he went to a store and that's what they sold him. But I guess a lot of people probably don't. Yeah. Well, like nowadays, well, now these carriers are starting to do the always upgrade. If you, if yeah. you, if you join on this certain plan, you get the newest iPhone every year. I think, I think, Anybody like tech people that are watching our YouTube videos probably up, update yeah. their oh, phone yeah. every year. And, and there, what, there are people that don't, obviously. Yeah, and my mother-in-law, she can probably go and get the S21 for free because she hasn't upgraded in so long. But And she's used to Samsung stuff. Um, she has an LG, but she has a Samsung work phone. Cause she worked for the government, and that's what they gave her. But I was just, I'm just like, go get the Pixel. You'll like it so much better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... So I'm back in the office. Uh, last week, you all handled the podcast by yourself. And again, it was a great episode, guys. Thank you. Thanks. It was awesome. I found myself editing it and sitting there and listening and, and, and listening along. So uh, it's, always a, it's always fun. It's like just a little different dynamic um, without me sitting here blabbering, interrupting, and doing what I do, you know? So running you know, on, people are like talking, people are droning. like, yeah, dang it, Joe. <laughs> people are like, Joe's back. Joe's back. Crap. Can you go back to California? Go back to California. So, so yeah, so I was out in Laguna Beach for the MediaTek Summit, and it was a trip. It was, um, it was, uh, it was really, really fun. It was, it was, it was very informative. I learned a ton, and they had, w- we showed up. One of the reps like got me really excited, said something about like, oh yeah, I'm glad you brought your camera. They didn't really have anything there. I was hoping they were going to have a new Companio 800 series Chromebook there. They did yeah. not. I was really hoping they would have like a demo of the uh, 1200. 1200. That, dude, that, that would, would be insane. Amazing. But I don't, e- I don't even know if, I- I'm hoping maybe they'll have that at CES. I hope so. Um, They're supposed to be launching them at some point pretty soon according to what they the original timeline they'd laid out i mean what do they say because you asked the question in, in the uh so they conference had, uh, about time frame didn't yeah, you because they had just they had originally said 2022 for yeah. uh t- 1200 
or thousand series or yeah, whatever they're yeah. calling it. And then I, I asked the question and they said first half. Yeah. So I said Q1, Q2. Yeah. So it'll be a little bit yet. Yeah. Uh, and not shocking. Looking forward to them though. Yeah. I mean, just with the chip shortages yeah. and supply chains and all that stuff. It's, it's yeah. And then Gabe found a listing for the new Asus Flip CM3 30, 3200, whatever. That yeah. Is, that is, that has the new, is that the 828? Yeah, they're doing 828, aren't they? It, was I think it just says 820. So Yeah, because yeah, Joe had sent us a picture of the Chromebooks that they had there, and the Flip CM3200 was on there, which that's the actual model number. It's the CM3, but it's the 3200. Robbie goes, wait, what is that? And then I went and looked. I was like, oh, no, that's just the Flip. We have one in the office. And then during the presentation, they had a picture of an Acer and that flip and mm-hmm. said it had the mid tier. And then while we were doing the podcast last week, I came across the landing page on ACES website that had, and they're literally just swapping the chips out, but that could be, and that's what I wrote uh, when I shared it, that could be a really big deal if the price point stays yeah. comparable to the comp, the current model, because the current model is a little overpriced. What is, what's the current? I think the Best Buy model is three sixty nine at the for the Best Buy version, but it's four gigs, sixty four eighty one eighty three in it. Yeah, you get the eighty one, not ninety ninety. No, not ninety two. Eighty one. Is it ninety two? What's what's that? The mid eight hundred. The, yeah, it's eighty one ninety two is the ninety five. There you go. So, but you get the eighty one ninety two, and they do like eight sixty four, and they keep it around three eighty. Yeah, because it was a cool, like the form factor was good. Like mm-hmm. the bottom part of it was a little cheap feeling, like the trackpad wasn't good. But we also got a review unit that felt like it had been passed around quite yeah, a bit. So yeah. um, I, I, it could be a very interesting device, I think. Um, especially I if, think if nothing the, else, just, just seeing how the 828 or 820 works. I think the CM3 works. detachable with the 820 would be a way more interesting device. Or, Ooh, or yeah. the Duet. Yeah, yeah. or the uh, Duet. A refreshed Duet. Just, you don't have to make anything new. Yeah, just d- swap out the... Don't make the big guy. Like, do the little small dude. The with 10.1 inch with the yeah, Do the exact same thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, yep. Yeah, and Give so... Give me eight gigs of RAM, and I might have a device that I could use at my desk. Yeah, and it was... It. Exactly. It was really cool. Like, obviously, we track all this stuff. We are familiar. We've been tracking the the kind of... The names of these processors. You've, you've, heard, you've heard a couple of them here. And, but it was cool to have them all up on a you know, presentation yeah, and yeah. them to take, you know, 45 minutes to tell everyone there about this, you know. So there's publications there that have no idea about Campagno. They've maybe seen one of our articles and they're like, whatever, we don't even know like what this is. But now to have a little bit more clarification, you know, the 500 is going to be the lower end. It is the um, 8183. I'm assuming they'll update that and maybe make like another newer version of that. I'm guessing I possibly there's an 8186 somewhere, but yeah. Um, and so that's that's my concern. It's that uh, Corsola uh, baseboard, and yeah. so I could see a new duet coming out. Like I, I'm having a hard with time the, finding with the Campanio 500. Yeah, I'd, I'd say slightly. it's going to be like it'll end up being like the Campanio 520 or something because the 500 is 8183, so they could do a 520 yeah. or 550 or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be a 500 series. Whatever <laughs> um, that probably Corsola will be. I, there's just nothing out there on this MT8186. There's nothing about what cores it has in it. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would much rather see the duet with um, the, the mid-tier, but it, they seemed pretty bullish on like, hey, 500 series is going to be 300 bucks and under. Yeah. And then we're going to get up into a four to $500 price range yeah. with that medium. Uh, and I, I don't think the duet... At four hundred dollars plus yeah. makes sense. Like right. they have to no, keep no, that no. low end in there. So, but the, yeah. the the coolest part for me is just the performance that they're. I mean, they're saying this mid tier chip is going to be 
ahead of the 7C from Snapdragon, which obviously we won't know until we see it. Uh, you know, uh, synthetic benchmarks only go so far, but it very well could beat the Snapdragon that's in the Duet 5. But this upper tier one, they're saying Core i3 yeah. kind of performance. Jasper yeah. Lake. That's said. huge. But then there's the rumor of... Is it the 2000 series or whatever that they're saying could be up in the... It's going to compete with like Core i7s. Because they just just mentioned kind of real briefly about premium and beyond or whatever. Yeah, and And I even asked. I asked the question and they they were like... They weren't coming off that at all. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I, I would say those things are on the map. Um, But I feel like we get into that range and I just don't... And and I don't know. I mean, what they're doing with... What Apple's done with ARM architecture and what Google's doing, it, Mm. it, it could definitely be there. But it just feels like right now Intel's still kind of the boss when you get into that yeah. upper that, that, tier, powerful GPU, fanned chips, and stuff like I mean, that. But but I mean, we talk about the the M1 and the yeah, Max and right. the Max Pro. Like those are, and they've been working with uh, MediaTek was working with who? Nvidia was it? Nvidia AMD that was in the presentation. Um, I thought MediaTek was doing some sort of Nvidia thing. Uh, they they were running a Nvidia yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nvidia's, Nvidia graphics card with a because and we've talked about this before. You think about gaming rigs. You don't go buy a gaming rig and get a Core i nine thirty two core. The processor means very little with a gaming rig. Your all your weights going on on the GPU. Yeah. So right, so right. you got a decently powerful Core i three comparable. ARM-based chip that works with... That's the problem. Right. Is they have to make the architectures work <laughs> they together. They don't talk. Yeah, it works with a GTX 10, whatever GPU. You're talking about a powerful device. Yes, this was on NVIDIA's blog. Um, yeah, and they yeah, said... Yeah, because they had a video of it playing, playing some um, uh, games. And it's the... Where is it? I think it's the uh, something 1200. Oh, crap. Where is... There it is. MediaTek Companio 1200. ARM right. so it's this that's is the eighty one ninety five. That's the ARM mm-hmm. processor that's going to go in Chromebooks, and so they're running Wolfenstein, uh, Youngblood on it with the, those two paired together, and it it's amazing. Or I mean, ray tracing, all that kind of stuff, and so yes, I, my guess is if Nvidia is involved in this, and and they're close enough with MediaTek, and MediaTek is kind of seeing the writing on the wall here. Once Borealis comes into play, we have you know a, a nice yep. clean way to run good games on Chromebooks. Then they can go and launch. Uh, a Chromebook that has the, uh, the Companio 1200 series in it, put an NVIDIA GPU in it, and and say, hey, yeah, go use Borealis and play all the Steam games you want with this ARM processor. Because, yep. by the way, like because as good as Tiger Lake's GPU is, it, it won't be it's close gonna to that. Pale in comparison to a freestanding GPU. Well, uh, and and we're getting ready to to film the review of this. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the. Uh, Lenovo do it five in front of me and it's got the gen two Snapdragon and I know we're, we're talking about MediaTek, but arms arm, you know, and like to be able to have that kind of performance graphically and then probably are also be able to look at battery and know like, okay, I'm sitting here at 70% screen brightness on this thing. And, you know, I charged it a little bit today, just earlier. I don't know what it got up to, but it's sitting at 60% battery right now with, you know, nine hours in the tank. Yeah. And I've had it screen on the entire time we've been right. sitting and here. So it's I, not like it's going it, yeah, to jump I down unplug, here in a second. I unplugged right before we started the podcast was at 100%. I'm at about, I don't know, 60% screen brightness, and I've already chewed almost 10% of my battery. Yeah, yeah and so. this thing's powering an OLED screen. Right. Like, this isn't fanned. So, and what's yeah. nuts is, like, I get... 
easily. They they uh, advertise 15 hours of battery on this. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like 15 well, hours of use. Like I charge it once a week normally and I take it home with wild. me every day. This <laughs> is what I, the Chromebook I use at home is this one. And and granted, it, it's got to have good standby time and stuff, but it does. And so when I go crack it open at home, it's still sitting at the same battery. Yeah. And and I use it and then I close it down and I bring it to the office and usually don't. I'll use it like right now with the podcast or something like that. Close it down, take it home. It's, it's that kind of thing all week. And I don't have to charge it. Yeah, and that's what like, <laughs> and crazy. that's the beauty of ARM. My kids have gotten spoiled with their 10e tablets because they'll use them for three or four days, and then oh, I need to charge it. But we've got another uh, uh, Chromebook around the house that's Intel, and they don't charge it after using it. And then they go to use it the next day, and they're like, "Why didn't you charge my?" I'm like, "Well, and, and during the present <laughs> during the companion presentation, they made mention of smaller, thinner batteries, but longer battery life." Mm-hmm. With these chips, I don't remember the exact claim, uh, but I know there was something about. What was it? Sorry, smaller and thinner batteries, longer battery life. They said that in the presentation. The MediaTek. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just the promise of ARM in general. Yeah. And so they did. I, I kind of put together their slides. We got their slides from the presentation, and we threw it into a post. And you know, some pretty alarming uh, statistics they're throwing around. Um, let me pull them up because I want to make sure I get them right here. Yeah. Uh, MediaTek. Here we go. And it, uh, again, Bold performance claim. Yeah, and I'll just say, I mean, it was just really cool them taking a little bit of time. And obviously, they spent basically the whole day before talking about the Dimensity 9000, their smartphone right. chip, because that was that was the star That's, of the show. Yeah, sure. Um, but some of these claims in this, I mean, there were people perking up a little bit. People like kind of like. Well, I mean, oh, the yeah. fact that you, they gave you saw some people taking photos time to it like, in the yes. first place was just awesome yeah. to see. And and Qualcomm's is what next week, this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Next I, week. I would imagine my at guess at least would be, some mention. Well, I'd be shocked if they don't say something about yeah. plans for an eight C. Yeah. We're not going Chromebook. to Hawaii, but that'd be cool. Though. Joe, Joe's got some new connections. Maybe he can get us some insider information yeah, <laughs> while yeah, they're for there. next year. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, they they compared it to um, Celeron N forty five hundred, which is right. the base level Jasper Lake. You have eh, this one's weird. Uh, Sixteen to forty six percent faster multitasking. I don't, I don't really know what that means, uh, but thirty-one to fifty-five percent longer battery life. We'll talk about that in a second. Seventeen um, percent higher score in video streaming. I don't, I don't know what that means either. Uh, content creation. So doing stuff like photo editing, video editing, sixteen to twenty-eight percent faster. But this one's what got me. Uh, gaming frame frame rate. So FPS performance, fifty-eight to one hundred and ten percent higher performance over. Jasper Lake, which again, the N4500 isn't some massive chip or anything, but, but it we've, does, we've done videos about like, fine. hey, it's a small core Intel processor. Yeah. Like this is by far the best they've done. Yeah. And this thing is going to smoke it. And then we get down uh, past that and we start talking about Google Meet, 16% faster, mm-hmm. 34% faster when you're screen sharing, 46% faster with screen sharing in a virtual background and 34% faster while running some side apps. And then you get down to this battery claims. And so um, when they compared the two, uh, in order to get these numbers, they used a 33% smaller battery in the one with the MediaTek in it. So it's, it's only a two-thirds cell versus what is in this Intel machine. The devices are 20% thinner in general, 13% lighter, but still showing 31 to 55% more battery life with a 33% smaller battery. So if they had equal size batteries between the two, I mean, it would literally like be double battery life 
I mean, it's insane. And so, I mean, we're we're going to see. I think the 800 series is going to be just a really um, marketable, beneficial chipset for Chromebooks. Um, again, and I go back to this the 7C that I'm using right now in the in the Duet Five. The the Gen Two of the 7C isn't like perfect or anything. It's not like you know, it doesn't ever have performance problems, but in general, like as I'm moving around right now, I'm, I'm not running into issues, you know, moving through tabs and, and multitasking and going to multiple desks and all that kind of stuff. And so it's, the performance is good enough that like when I open this up to write an article on a Saturday morning while I'm at home, I'm not like, Oh God, I got to open this thing and work with it. It's fine. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's fine. The 820 and 828 for MediaTek are probably going to beat this down uh performance gpu everything it's just they're gonna be better chips and never mind the fact that mediatek has has been working with chromebooks and chrome os for years at this point so like you can tell that because the 8183 on paper is really a turd processor like the Companio 500 is not fast at all yeah but they've done what they need to do to make sure it's optimized for chrome os to make to get as much as they can they've squeezed everything out of that out of that thing um that they could and so they'll they'll have that that knowledge and know-how to do that with the 820 and 828 so on paper it's already faster than the snapdragon 7c and 7c gen 2 so in real practice it's going to be a lot faster and my bet would be it's going to feel this is just my guess it's going to feel more like probably the pentium silver between Pentium Silver and Pentium Gold uh, in performance, yeah. which is to say fast enough that you don't have to think about it anymore. Yep. Uh, and then you're going to get the benefit of Android apps just running really well on it because MediaTek does all, has always run Android apps great. So I, I, I'm super excited to see these. I want to see them in some detachables. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see something just like this Duet 5 with some of these higher-end MediaTek chips in it. That would be awesome. But I'm enjoying this. So the the... The CM3, the flip CM3, we're hoping to see that like sooner rather than later. Like Pretty soon. And then we've got uh, Acer at their press event. They had announced yeah. uh, uh, a 14-inch. It's not uh, a flip. It's no, just it's a... it's just 514, just yeah. clamshell. With, a, with another a 800 series It's the 828. 828, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Do we know exactly which one is in the CM3? Is it 828? It's at 820 on 820 the website. 820 is what it says on but the website. these yeah. websites... Yeah, we'll f- see. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not even completely sure about the difference in the 820 and 828. My guess is maybe a little bit higher clock scores or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but definitely CES. It seems like hopefully we'll be able to get our hands on like, some stuff yeah. and uh, definitely definitely try to reconnect with MediaTek when we're out there. So, um, okay, we're going to take a quick break for an ad, and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. This episode is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Is your school district going one-to-one? Do you manage thousands of Chromebooks or other IT assets like projectors and smartboards? If so, you'll want to listen to this. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console 
and your student information system, now including PowerSchool. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents all in one click. To find out more, do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks, or click the link in the show notes. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. I was thinking about I was thinking about this the other day. I don't. Why, why is it that we fall into little like phrases like that? Like I say the same thing every time we come back into a video. What that's or your, into the into the show? That's your brain's autopilot. So you don't. Alrighty, have to welcome back, everyone. Yeah, you said alrighty. Alrighty, time. welcome back. Yeah, everyone. I think you just kind of. It's like on Survivor. Yeah. Whenever he's like, "Come on in." <laughs> yeah, things like this, you kind of it just. It kind of feels almost like a branding. Like people yeah. expect the the Chromecast to open with you saying whatever yeah. you're. Because I know when I when I hosted it a What's couple up, times, everyone? I caught, my, Welcome yeah, back I caught myself thinking, "What does Joe say here?" Because I'm like, "What I want to I want it to kind of sound like what Joe says." And I'm like, That's "Wait funny. a minute, I'm not Joe. I'm gonna say whatever That's I want." Funny. That's funny. Uh, anywho, but so we're gonna we're gonna talk through or something. What what? <laughs> some good morning Vietnam or something. That'll be my <laughs> exactly. new catch. Good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to do. Um, so we're gonna talk through uh, our Pixel Six review, and uh, I, it is a review. I mean, we do cover all of the basis in that video to make <laughs> it a review, but it was an interesting review because it's kind of. Robbie's take on why he ended up going with the six and why he thinks the six is probably better for for most people. So yeah, because we we're, were back and forth, like we wanted to make a video about that. Like, how do we do this? And right. remember, we said we it's were like going we to like, do like we were going to do like a why video, like why I did this. But then it was like that's just going to become it's the review. Be the review, yeah. So we're going to talk through that in a little bit. But but we did want to talk a little bit about uh, about this trip, about the MediaTek trip, and. Um, getting to uh, interact with some folks. So just for tr- transparency's sake, uh, this was a paid trip. MediaTek was kind of enough to uh, invite us out there and provide, you know, lodging and, and entertainment. Um, but what that allowed was for all of these awesome creators and publishers to come together. And what's funny, too, is I realize a lot of people thought that we were all out there. Like even when really? there was yeah. a local show uh, I, that I, goes on and it happened this last week. And we were coming out of it, and the guy that we used to work with is one of the main people that puts it on, and his name's Joe as well. And so Joe looked up at me. Kinda, like, why they, are you here? Yeah, they put like a, a, a line at the end of it. You know, the cast goes out there and so kind of says bye to everybody. And so I was walking out, and I was like, hey, man, good job. And uh, he looked at me. He's like, how are you what? in two places at once? Aren't you in California? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. well, clearly not. Took yeah. the private jet back just for the show. Yeah. Because yeah. um, so. I did. Like some things I posted, it was like we. You know, like yeah. I was like, and we are else, excited to be out here. Even in the Patreon, um, I think somebody had said something about, yeah. hey, why you all are out there? Yeah. Like, like yeah. yeah. No, we're not all out it there. Was, it was they only, just They me. only offered to pay for one. So Yeah. We sent Joe as the emissary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it was um, it was it was a a, a very nice uh, place to have a conference like this. But the cool thing was that we got to <laughs> again saying we I got to spend some time with some colleagues and with some creators and with some publishers that for me personally I followed for years. Right. And and looked up to and almost you know. Um, you know, it's helped guide some of our content over the years, you know, seeing these creators doing cool stuff. Cause that's the awesome thing about like a creator community is everybody's kind of like, we're competing, but we're also kind of 
working together in a way. Right, right. Um, and kind of feeding off of each other. You see somebody do these dope graphics and you're like, oh, I wonder, you know, our graphics we use come from a company that I found through Marquez Brownlee. Right. You know, like the little stuff like that. And so I guess like first thing would be the conversations with MediaTek were just awesome. It was so yeah. cool to get to spend some time with some of their executives, some of the folks that we work with a lot and actually put a face to a name and, right. and sit and have conversations with these people and for them to get a feel about uh, what our plans are and what we want to do. So that was amazing. Sure. Um, but then there was kind of the other side of like, all right, there's, we're here for this business stuff, but we also have some time to just kind of hang out because it was at a resort and we get to just spend some time together. And, you know, they had planned activities where we had a cooking class that was all powered by MediaTek, which was really cool. I got to see the June oven in action. Oh, have, you all have, have you all seen this? Yeah, yeah. So it looks like a little tabletop, uh, like, toaster oven. Right. But it does, like, full-blown everything. Like, we cook chicken breast in it. Huh. And Maybe I should look it's called June more. Oven. It's very cool, but it's powered by MediaTek. Everything's powered by MediaTek. That's what I learned at the summit. Everything is powered Media by MediaTek. It's in true. A bunch of stuff. Well, and I mean, everyone probably listening here saw our big giveaway that we did leading up to Turner yeah. K and all those things that we gave away that were all powered by MediaTek. Yeah, but if you go to there, the, it's it, what is it's powered. They have yeah, a powered by powered by, by MediaTek.com. Media yeah. yeah, I mean, just Kinda the 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 mass amount of stuff that they are in. Yeah. I mean, they're in Pelotons. They're in oh, Nordic yeah. Track. They're in all kinds of stuff. It's just yeah. cra- it's crazy. So. So yeah, so so we had these kind of planned activities, and the first night, I'll be perfectly honest, I, I got back and I kind of told the guys this rundown, so I'll, I'll tell the story here. I was nervous. I was anxious. Like, this was, we've gone to CES, we've gone to some media events. Normally, though, when you go to those events, you might be able to say hi to someone for maybe 30 minutes. Like, if you get right. to have a conversation with somebody for 30 minutes, that's awesome. We had hours to spend with 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 each other. And I was nervous. The first night, I didn't know who to talk to. I talked to some analysts. I talked to our rep from AMD. talked to a couple folks. And I was just, I was just kind of doing my thing. Everybody was sitting down. So you couldn't really like go talk to people. Right. Like, oh, let me, let me pull up a chair awkwardly. You know? So like, <laughs> it was a little weird. But I was leaving. And right. I turn around. And who's walking out behind me? Michael Fisher. Mr. Mobile. Somebody and I was that, not... I was... I'm going to go ahead and say this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay get it out i, I love my it. wife even hey. asked me when i was showing her michael's pixel 6 road tour video where there are quite a few cameos of joe in that yeah. video yeah she said oh are you jealous uh, yeah i was not jealous that joe went i had the opportunity yeah. to go yeah i'm glad joe went i think joe did a phenomenal job of connecting and just doing way better at a lot of the stuff than i would have but when that happened, yeah, my heart sunk a little but, bit. But the yeah, yeah, totally. I, and yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's, it's fine. okay. Man. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's just us here talking. How did his hair no look? Else is, his hair looked fantastic. Always like normal. <laughs> yeah, he had. I, I, I told you, he's kind of rocking like the longer top. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I dig yeah. it. It was cool. But anywho, like we're walking out. But the cool thing is, like I think because of some of these connections, I hope that we'll get to we'll get to hang out again with the, with all of us. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. Yes. So yeah. Um. So he's walking out and. So we have a conversation walking to the elevator and we get in the elevator together and we're talking and, you know, he was just like, oh yeah, Joe, hey, what's up? Like, Joe from Chromebox, how are you doing? And I'm like, uh, what? Uh, hi. And I, I was totally <laughs> honest with him. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, this is like a fanboy moment right now. Like, you know, I've followed your stuff for a long time and this is just really cool. And he was just another guy. He was just a, 
a guy who was who was there hanging out just like I was, and right. he was like, yeah, let's connect tomorrow and maybe talk a little bit more about what you guys are doing. And so there was just these moments where we got to interact with other creators, not just at an event where it's like, hey, I love your stuff. Cool. Yeah. What are you all doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we got to sit and talk. Right. And it was more like a retreat. The more you shared, I'm like, this it, sounds like a it retreat. Was. Oh, yeah. The, the Absolutely. Me- <laughs> I was chatting with the media tech rep the last day and uh, uh, Katie and Katie was like, yeah, it kind of feels like summer camp. Yeah. Like it, I, I mean, feel like I'm like leaving yeah, summer you all, camp. Because I mean, you did you know the cooking thing, but you yeah, all hiked. We went on a hike. There were I, people I to, playing golf. Yeah, and, people yeah. were out doing stuff. Like it was incredible, and so like the trip for Media Tech was incredible, and getting to learn more about everything that Media Tech is doing, and having having some sit down conversations with the folks at Media Tech was just awesome. Telling them a little bit more about what we're doing, but then the other side was just getting to hang out with these creators and stuff, and you know, so so I mean, I, I can't even think to name all of them, but you know, getting to sit and talk with Super Saf, you know, Saf yeah. and. And um, and and David got uh, David. It was his last name. Go- Goggins, Go- Goggins from uh, from the Unlocker. Oh sitting yeah, and talking with yeah, him. And, Unlocker um, and Tim Schofield and the Tech Chap and some of these creators that I watch. I mean, I'm subscribed to them and watch them constantly. You know, yeah. and and getting to interact with them kind of more as peers. Um, and, right. and you and I were talking about this a little bit last night, Robbie. It's like, you know, we we have grown this brand we've grown it and we do we need peers like we need folks that are doing the stuff that we're doing and some of the conversations that we had you know it wasn't all business like we were all just kind of hanging out and chilling but there was times whenever i I told the story to robbie last night i think i might have maybe told gabe a little bit but you know we were on the hike and saf is just walking behind me and so he and i just kind of sitting and chatting he was telling me about this awesome we were asking he somebody some conversation got brought up because we ended up taking this very treacherous trail like kind of by accident (laughs) and it's steep and we were just talking about like i was talking about mountain biking or something and skydiving got brought up and he was talking about going skydiving and then he was talking about how he's kind of pivoted a little bit because it wasn't that trip but it was another trip whenever he was working on this big video and was really working hard and putting together this huge video. And then this Instagrammer tech person comes in, takes a couple of cool photos and leaves. And he was like, oh, interesting. Like, maybe I can do some of that as well. And so he started pivoting a little bit and focusing more on Instagram and doing some other things there. And some of these conversations just kind of come came up naturally. And, you know, we got to go sit and watch the sunset one night a group of us were down by the beach and having some conversations again about strategy and a couple things but in a very casual way and it was just really um really really cool and then to meet some publishers folks you know ricky from gsm arena and the you know ryan Ryan hager hager Hager, narav from xda i mean just so many cool people and you know you 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 read these people's uh, writing you 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 watch their videos and you know they're you know they're just humans like you know it but then to actually sit and talk with them and hang out with right. them um, was just incredible. It was um, it was amazing. Yeah, it was yeah, really cool. Yeah. And I I hope that it's going to be a, a moment for Chrome Unbox that we'll look back on and be like, man, remember that time Joe went out to Laguna <laughs> Beach? It's a good thing. Yeah, that got us connected. Yeah. And, and and going back to the whole comment about peers, um, you know the we don't say that Joe doesn't say that I didn't say that last night of like, you know, we are without peer. It's not that at all. Like I'm talking about like, we need peers around us, um, like actually around us, um, to where, when we start going to these events again, you know, post pandemic, you know, we get to 
I don't know, interact with people and, and have these types of conversations. Because yeah. we've just not. Like, yeah, we've, we've been we've siloed kind of been a little in bit. in a bubble. Um, there's, there's nobody doing what we do where we live <laughs> at all. Not even close. Um, it's just we yeah, do, so we do a, a weird there's thing. There's a YouTuber in the area, but he's so uh, different, different than what we maker, do. Yeah, yeah. It's totally different so. stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very, very different. So, like, tech bloggers slash tech YouTubers, tech creators, like yeah. those people. And, and there's clearly kind of a group, you know. Yeah, that, of course. That, yeah, that, that, that people that are, are in like it and have all been of, doing it for a long time. And like all of them were like, these are my travel buddies. Like, you know, you get to see them when you travel. Like, oh, cool. I mean, we're going to this thing. We get to see you. Yeah, again. Michael, Michael, Josh, Daniel Sen, you know, Tommy with Gadget Boy and all of these people. Like, they all kind of just know each other and Tech Chap and all them. Like, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, just having the, that sort of connection, I yep. think, will be, um, yeah, it's just and something to be able to, you know, to, to hear things from them, but also just to be able to, I don't know, to relate. Yeah. And I hadn't thought until you started sharing all this stuff. I'm like, man, I hadn't really thought about that. Like, we don't have that. You know, we talk to each other, and but that's about it. I mean, we don't have these deeper connections with people where we can talk about what it's like and how frustrating this part is and how to do this better. It's like part of it's strategy, but part of it's just being human, you know, with other people like that, that understand where you're coming from. You know, I, I use the example, like people struggling with grief, for instance, like my, my wife lost her sister four years ago. And, and I tell her all the time, like, I want to understand fully to an extent, like I kind of don't want to understand and I can't, you know, right. fully empathize right, with you because right. I've not been through losing a sibling. Like I just yeah. like, as much as I want to be here for you, she understands fully that I can't because she can look back before she lost her sister and be like, there's no way I would have known that this is what this is like. And it, you know, again, I'm not, these are very different things, but it's that same idea. Like talk, being able to talk, like she goes to group stuff where other people are going through the same stuff or have been through the same stuff yeah. for that reason. Or because, have been there and done it, you know? Right. That's, that's part of the human experience. And so it's, it's easy and tempting to think with work, um, you know, a lot of people go to work and they work with other people around them in their job that are all doing the same job. So you, you have built in peer mentorship happening. Like, so you can get off work and go have a drink with a, a work buddy and you all can vent a little bit about the frustrations or you can talk about the cool stuff or whatever, you know, and every job I've ever had, it's kind of been, had that stuff built in. This doesn't, yeah, you know, exactly. this is the first one where like, we're it. This is, you guys are who I talk yeah. to about this stuff. And we're all asking some of the same questions yeah. a lot of times. Oh, yeah. And so it's totally. sometimes it's not totally helpful. And so like, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, hoping, you know, that, that at CES, especially and, and other shows like that, that part of it is, yeah, we're there to get the job done and get the stuff covered. But the other part is going to be catching up and, and broadening some relationships yeah. with people that, yeah. that totally do like what building we do. Building these into actual ongoing relationships. Because there, there are people in the industry who are, who have been doing this for a long time. They're in, they're in, very high positions and they're still very gracious i mean uh dieter bone is a perfect example i i have in <laughs> in my naivety reached out to him years ago when we first started doing this and I, he doesn't know me from adam and we were nothing back then uh it responded to me on twitter answered my questions yeah. gave me some guidance on on some answering some questions they were looking for i mean yeah there are a lot of great people in this space but to have those relationships is totally different like robbie said that's that's that will be huge for us just as personal and professional development to have those relationships ongoing and uh, the Joe's weekend week at in California was a huge catalyst to move yeah. that forward so yeah and I think I think not only having 
just some uh, kind of networking and peers in that regard, but also having some folks to join us on the podcast or us go on other podcasts. Like we talked about that a lot. That was, that was the thing that kind of kept coming up. That's an easy way to collaborate with some of these folks. So we've already kind of started some of those conversations. So definitely, definitely trying to do that, have some guests on the podcast and and connect with some of these people. That'd be really cool. um, But yeah, it was just really cool. Definitely go check out, um, I posted a couple things on uh, our Instagram. I've posted some things on my personal, and uh, yes, just some cool shots and some some yep. fun things that that happened. Go check out uh, Michael Fisher's. Uh, let's let's make sure to throw this in the show notes. His his road trip review. Uh, it was just it was a night. It <laughs> should should I tell the little the backstory here? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I, mean, he, I don't think he would buy. He, he, he addressed it. it. Yeah, oh he yeah, said he it addressed it in the video. So, so the last day that we're there was kind of our free day, and um, towards the end of that day, uh, I saw Michael, and he had a uh, had a had a, a pretty stern look on his face, and he was just kind of you could tell he was a little upset. And I was like, dude, what's going on? It was me and Nick Gray, Nick, new, the uh, the new owner of Fandroid. Uh, we were walking down to the beach and saw him, and he was like, yeah, I've uh, been working on this video, had a really cool narrative for this video, been filming everything, because I had seen him filming just like constantly, you know, and I was like, uh, he, he was like, um, yeah, I've been filming everything in, in 1080 instead of 4K, <laughs> and he was like, everything, like, I don't know what I'm right. going to do. And so we kind of talked about it a little bit, and I was like, man, just like, you're good at this, just say, like, hey, i I was going through settings and I accidentally and didn't actually, switch it back. The interesting part of uh, in the video where he addressed it, he actually oh, yeah, showed there's like, no, hey, it doesn't notify you yeah, like other cameras do, and this one doesn't. Like, yeah. so that's something so Google that's something to probably consider. should address. Yeah. yeah, add a little 4K when you're filming in 4K or yeah. a little HD or whatever. Or just I don't have know. the resolution just up there in the corner. Yeah, all the time. So it's easy. I can see how he made the mistake, and I've I've done it before in Pixels trying to film stuff because we always film everything in 1080 because the 4K files are massive. Yeah. So like our stuff we film for patrons. I've done it. I've done it a few times. I actually, filmed something in 4K, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. gosh this files 15 gigs you know, which isn't huge but for what we do for that sort of stuff it was a it was a big file so anywho he uh he overcame it and put out this video and it turned out really cool and yeah there's a couple shots where you can see me lingering Joe's in the in background kind of hanging out it's, it's my uh it's my 15 minutes of fame i suppose um <laughs> okay let's talk about uh speaking of pixel stuff let's talk yeah. a little bit about the review that we put out Something we've been working on for a while. It's uh, we didn't want to put one out whenever a lot of people did. Uh, you even wrote about it and kind of said, "Yeah, uh, haven't spent enough time with yeah, it." Like the reviews hit, and it was kind of like, "Hey, you know, take these with a grain of salt." It's been like a week. Um, you know, Google's been out of the flagship level Pixel game for almost two years at that point. And like, give it, give it a little bit of time. Let you know, let the dust settle, and and let's see. And so we we put out that struggling review, you know, or you know, video of trying to decide which one and and ultimately i think when we filmed that i was trying to talk myself into the pro and ended up going with the pixel 6 and i kind of laid out in the whole video uh and in in the post just it just came down to a couple factors you know it was available for one the pixel pro or 6 pro is still not available uh my wife's still waiting on hers um, did uh, did Josh get his yesterday? Uh, it's supposed so, to be arrived yesterday. Yeah, so, was the shipping. Yeah, the guy that works yeah. with us, Josh, uh, he finally got his. Um, but we have one here, so it's not like I didn't have one to test and, and used it for quite some time. And I don't know. There's just a charm to the Pixel Six, the pricing, the availability of it. Um, I feel like the um, 
compromises that you technically have to make, I guess, uh, versus the six pro aren't really that big of a compromise. It's like, it's not a big deal. Um, the camera still takes fantastic photos and you know, the screen is really good and yeah, the, the pro's got a better screen on it, but it's not like the pixel six is bad. It's, it's still a really good screen and it's uh, flat. Yeah. And it doesn't have curved edges and I don't know. There's just something more, I don't know. It feels more like a Google phone to me than the than the 6 Pro does. And, and I have refused. I have been putting off putting my SIM card in the 6 and driving it because I was so convinced that I wanted the Pro and after a week of using it, I can't do it. I just there's there's too many little things about it that I just I'm like, "No." The and hollow the hollow screen. The, that is my biggest thing people, and that, that's really yeah. weird, honestly. My OnePlus feels like a slate when I tap the screen. The all of the pro screen, but especially towards the center, it's like you're hitting a hollow box. And to me, it just makes the phone feel cheap. Yeah, it um, does. And it's not a cheap phone, but the, it the, feels that way. The curved screen, I just do not like. That I don't like the fact that you can't that. you can't really protect the sides. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, Michael Fisher in his video ton, showed all those photos of. Yeah, tons of people have already dropped and shattered. Uh, whereas my flat Pixel 6 screen has a little raised edge around on the case, and you know I can set it down on its face and not worry about it. Um, and I like that kind of stuff. I like knowing that I've I've got 600 bucks in this. I don't have a thousand dollars in it. And you know if I want to pay it off early, it's a whole lot easier for me to go ahead and do that. And I don't know um, when I take it off the the brushed rails on the sides that are black look like you know pixels that have come before it. And I don't know. It's just. It just feels more like a Pixel phone for me, and the six point seven inch phone was just a bit too big. Um, yeah, it's just that's that's a whole Especially lot. Especially for anybody out there listening who has small hands, like I have fairly small hands, and it it was uh, it's a bunch. It's a See, it, that wasn't a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Thunderballs, <laughs> Thunderballs. No, yeah, is this six seven six, six five five? So, did you see the new one? The ten Pro is going to be six point seven as well. Oh, okay. It's gonna be yeah, so the OnePlus 10 will be that big Herculean. Yeah, so now I'm like at the, the point the where I'm now. like, do I switch to the Pixel and then probably, possibly end up getting the OnePlus Pro or 10 when it comes out? Is the OnePlus 10 going to be radically different? Is it not going to be as good because they're technically, what, Oppo now? Oppo bought them or what? Yeah, what yeah, they merged. Yeah, I think some, they were who always, knows what they were doing. Yeah, They were always linked. It's all one company. How but, large, I'm trying to look up how large the screen is on the 13 Pro Max. Yeah, but then I come at the end of the day, I come back to it and I'm like, "There's, I don't, I really like my OnePlus. However, there are some Pixel features I'm really missing. I do. We talked about this on last week's episode. I, uh, I never find myself wanting to take photos with my phone, but after you carry the Pixel for a few days, you find yourself looking for opportunities to take oh, pictures. Yeah. You want to see, you want to photograph things. And then just little things like the the uh, what's playing is cool. Uh, we did find a little, I don't know if it's a bug and if it's a Pixel thing or an Android 12 thing, but we in uh, last week's Chrome podcast, we realized that if you get a notification while you have the finger, uh, an app open that has yeah. a fingerprint, like your bank app, say you open your bank app and it's asking for biometrics and a notification pops up while you're doing that, you can't interact with either of them. Yeah, oh, just, that's strange. Yeah, yeah, it's just done. So you have to wait for either the <laughs> notification to go away or just swipe everything away and start over. Yeah, it's annoying. It's, it's almost like the notifications drawing over everything. Yeah, it's, or something. It's, yeah. So. so the 13 Pro Max, which is 
and it's such a stupid name yeah uh is 6.7 but it's kind of it's a little bit more squared so it kind of feels larger i just I saw know. people what's, what's saw the, folks uh, using it what's its aspect ratio i don't know of course this website is all just like these insane glamorous shots i was trying to just get down to the website? specs <laughs> yeah yeah there's they're like, never gonna give you all on. that let's what see the heck iphone 13 pro anywho that Max. is you know that does seem like the big phone size these days like yeah. that 6.7 it's just big it's and a, it's the exact same 19.5 by yeah. 9 so it's going to be almost the exact same size it's just, as, it's just big as the uh, pixel 6 pro so yeah i i think the the f- for me the i don't want to say this is a utilitarian phone because it's not it is still a very nice sure smartphone but when compared to the to the larger to the pro, for me personally, this just felt more a little bit more utilitarian for me doing outdoor stuff, like yeah. kind of throwing my phone around a little bit. Like I don't throw it around, but like if it's in my disc golf bag or if I'm mountain biking or whatever, right? I just feel a little better having this in my pocket. Well, and, and you know, it being three hundred dollars less makes yeah. you makes that. And, and that's more. the thing is that yeah, it does like, value yeah. the it, value problem. It doesn't feel like some phones where I mean, granted, there are a. F- small number of sacrifices with the six but you don't feel like you're getting the lesser phone when you get the no, six. not really it's not like some other devices where they've done like okay here's the xl and you know the lesser one you're making a lot of sacrifices yeah. it's not like and, that and that's what I, i'm glad to see google kind of continue with that i mean with the especially gosh, if they're going to do an a if they're yeah, going to the do pixel, an a that makes sense pixel two three and four all i mean the internals of both of those phones are always the same Small and large. It was just which size do you want it in? Uh, but you know, Apple drives a lot of perception around smartphones, and the way they've done it with smartphones is the bigger phone gets the better stuff. And yeah, I don't love that strategy no, at all. Either. Um, no. I, I just think people like different size phones. But like what? Why? And I guess I know. I know RAM costs money. I get it. Not much. But it's not, not much. So why not just put twelve gigs in both of them? I don't know. Like, come on. Because you have to justify it now. Yeah, of uh, course. Again, because right? Apple drives a lot of those perceptions. So back when the Pixel 4 and 4XL came out, those the Apple hadn't done quite that yet. And so you go back to Google going, ah, we're going to put the same thing in both of them. This one's just smaller. The only difference in the two phones back then was the screen resolution. And that's you didn't need all the pixels on the yeah. little bitty Pixel 4. So they did 1080p. But other than that, they had the exact same specs. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't give people a lot of reason to upgrade or to, you know, pay more money for the pro. And I mean, it's probably a legit marketing strategy, you know, to save some of the goodies for a bigger phone that you can just charge more for. And eight, I, I will say eight gigs of Ram. I haven't had any issue. No, yeah. my one, my, my one plus AT had eight gigs of Ram and 128 yeah. gigs of UFS 3.1 yeah. storage. Yeah, and I'm same. like, never once yeah. was like, Oh man, Right. I need to stop doing so much stuff. Yeah, like, my multitasking is not good. Like, no, I've never yeah, watched that. And that's the thing. I mean, if the specs are going to be practically identical, the size of the phone, the difference of the size of the phone is going to have to be drastic. Because when you hold the 6 and the 6 Pro, to me, they don't feel that much different. Like, it, it one of not. It's yeah, one of, three yeah, one of them slightly <laughs> smaller than my phone, one of them slightly larger. I think if you're going to do the comparable specs in both phones, one of them's got to be like a five point something inch device for yeah. people and that think just people, want a small I think phone. The, people would have loved that. I the think. six, yeah. uh, the, the iPhone pro not pro max is six one. 
Yeah, so and it's then I smaller. think the other one to the regular ones <clears throat> even. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised I didn't go with the Pixel Six. I'm surprised I didn't go closer to like six point one or six right. six inches. Um, I feel like that would have been because what's the what's the five? It's six inches, it's I think. Right at six, I do believe. Yeah. Um, what's the A supposed to be? It's six six point two. two. So yeah. that's what uh, the four A five G. Yeah, which was. was a good size. It's yeah, it's it it's a, a larger phone? phone without feeling huge because the pixel 5a is what 63 i think yeah, is, it's a nice size this, phone too i like it this uh so while we're talking a series so the 6a there's already been some rumors out yeah i i had saw an article yesterday that freaked me out for a moment i thought said so they were going with the snapdragon i was yeah. like what that was the, the one world? i saw yeah that went around and then you confused bit. me because i was editing and i said i said something about hey did, did you see that and you were like yeah we wrote it and i was like okay cool and then i kept editing and then i didn't see it on the site and i was like looking around i was like trying to figure it out and then this morning i think we all like figured out that it was someone who had wrote that it was going to be oh, gsm arena put a full specs list out and yeah. they said that it was um the Seven, snap 78 778 which, which is fine, would be fine but it seemed weird, weird. but it also but said it had it, it also said that it had that camera the 50 sensor. megapixel yeah now that they've updated and they've changed it okay. to tensor yeah, and nine it's to the 12.2 megapixel camera nine to five there was found this references morning. in the camera app and yeah. stuff yeah. like they've done before so it's going to be the f- Oh, it's, it's a 12.2 uh, megapixel yeah. main sensor that the it's the Pixel 5's camera. Yeah, setup. so you're talking Pixel 5 with a tensor chip, basically. Ish. Yeah, and yeah. my guess would be it's an A series, so they got to keep that price in that. It's 400 bucks. It'll be a killer. 300 to 400 dollar range. They have to stay there. Um, so that probably means a 60 hertz screen. It'd yeah. be amazing if they put a 90 hertz screen <laughs> tensor and just kind of dumb down. I, my guess is they'll, they'll use a little bit of plastic, I would think. But maybe the not. one the images they posted, I don't know if those they are just... Look, they look it looks like the, the Pixel same. 6. And I'm just like... So you can't tell me, though, that just dumbing down the cameras is going to be enough to drop the price another $250. going to have to probably change the panel on the... There, it's, it'll like probably it's, be a It might 60. be like 6 gigs of RAM or... Yeah, I, I can know. see yeah. that. Yeah. I can see that in 64 gigs of storage or something. Yeah. No, don't do that. Do uh, 28. But, <laughs> I, but I, I really do... I could see them just doing a 60 hertz panel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that would make that would make more sense. Which, but who knows? Man, who knows? You you pointed it out whenever we had what phone do we have? And we were sitting five A. Yeah, we were scrolling it's a side great by side. Looking screen, like it looks great. But then you start scrolling, it's like man, once you get used to high hertz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had said it. You had said because remember there was in the one video. Point I was like, I was like, I'm gonna go back to something else, and you're like, ah, you're gonna not like the yep. sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Once once you've once you've gone ninety or one twenty hertz, it's really difficult to go back. Now, now you can and when. You'll probably for three yeah. or four days you'll see it and then you'll you'll stop seeing yeah. it. Yeah. The uh, do, do you feel like the difference from ninety to one twenty is as noticeable? No. No. Yeah. I, I feel almost, like I, I feel like the one twenty I can't notice. It's like pixels. Yeah, when, it's like TVs. It, Once you get to a certain K, your eye can't see it anyway. Well, yeah. we've put them side by side. Now, when you, you sit can them right next it. to each other, you can you can tell. It's like the super jittery stuff you yeah. can notice. Like if you if you're in your app drawer and just do like smooth scroll, you, you can't know, really notice. When you do stuff that you don't actually do in real right. life. Well, well and then tell. like somebody was it Marquez or something that has a super high speed camera now? And oh yeah, when you show you can, it on those, you can well, see yeah, it. It's there. It is it's different. Definitely there. But ninety hertz gets it, I think, smooth enough that. Your eyes can't generally really speaking, it. yeah, you're you're in good shape. Yeah, uh, from a from a high refresh rate, and I think that's you know one of the other benefits. The Pixel Six is 90 hertz, and it's got a, still a nice size battery, but it's also only 1080p versus mm-hmm. the Quad HD of the Pro, and it has meant 
insane batteries. batteries. Uh, yeah. Like we haven't played any games it's, or anything today. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm, I'm at eight, eighty-nine percent. I'm at seventy-seven. Um, I've watched a few videos and stuff on here. I haven't been on my phone um, a lot, to be honest. But it's two thirty in the afternoon, and I got up this morning. I took this phone off the charger at seven o'clock this morning. I took mine on char- off charge at eight o'clock. No, that's not fair. Forgot about this. I took it off charge at 5 a.m. this morning because I woke up with the gnarliest Charlie horse I've ever <laughs> yeah, had in my life. said that. I, I mean, I jumped up out of the bed like you somebody bit me. dehydrated or something, bro? I don't know. I think I was having a dream and I was doing something where I was pointing my toe real hard. Oh, and yeah. And it just, it just locked up on me. Anyway, so I got up and, uh, you know, I needed to walk it off and I just, I couldn't go back to sleep for a minute. So I actually turned my phone on, unplugged it, and, and I was reading and doing whatever. And so... It's been off the charge since 5 a.m. Wow. Because um, I, I didn't plug it back in because I was like, eh, hey, it's fully charged and it'll be fine. And I'm like, so I'm at 77% at 2.30 in the afternoon. The battery on this thing is insanely good for me, at least. I know d- different people are having different experiences and I, maybe Google's adaptive battery stuff yeah. works for some people and doesn't work for, it Seems works really well for me. me. Yeah, it works well for me. Why don't they do the... It's gone. One plus, so or Android 12 dumb. ruined... Uh, your ability to really see your battery stats. I feel like they did it on purpose. It's just, all it says it's now is battery move. level for past 24 hours. Yeah, so you see this 24-hour roll, I'm like, which is not helpful. That doesn't tell me anything about the battery performance. I need to know what has happened since I took it off of the charger. I uh, know, it's dumb. I'm sure there's probably an app that you can get and like, to fix I can it. probably click, so I could click into each of these tabs and maybe start to figure it out, but that's, I don't want to do all that. No. Yeah, this is great. I do like OnePlus's little dashboard that they have. It's well, that's the standard, standard. And that's yeah. like kind of how what Android yeah. used to yeah. do. I mean, so everybody always Maybe referenced it. This they, one, Michael Fisher pointed clearly this took one it out. out on purpose. This one annoys me that the uh, Wi-Fi is two clicks on Android 12. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. Because they, internet it's and they then put, Wi-Fi. Yeah, they put your, your mobile network into one thing with the Wi-Fi. And so Which we're on the old Android. It was two different sense. buttons. I don't like it. Again, I think for general consumers, they're, I want to connect to the internet. Where's the button for it? And it puts them together. Now, I can like you that. edit your shade and put just a Wi-Fi toggle? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. Know. Tried it. It's, yeah, it's just gone. It's Somebody make one. an app for that. Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah. Or just t- make it an option. And you just put it in like developer yeah. options. Would you hey, like to anybody that wants to do this? Network options? Yeah. Go in there and do it. Yep. Anywho. Agreed. Anywho, the Pixel 6 Let's be honest, at the end of the day, either one you go with, you're getting a great phone. Yeah, they're and really good. And if you're looking for the, the Google phone experience, that, that that's the mm-hmm. main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because not everybody is. Like, if you're super happy with your Samsung phone or you're super happy with your OnePlus phone, stay with it. Like, totally. this isn't, this isn't, uh, this is the best Android phone you can buy hands down. If you don't buy it, you're an idiot. Well, and that like, was kind of the angle of not, your review. Yeah, wow. it's not an, it's not an iPhone. Yeah. Like, we're not trying to convert you over to the, you know, the dark side or anything like this is, but you know, most people, once they've used a pixel phone for a little while, they're like, Oh, want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, simple. And that's, that's been the issue for me for a couple of years now where I'm kind of over the, the pixel four. I was ready for another phone. And I've, I've been made fun of on the, on the YouTube video already for saying I'm a normal person. Cause I only upgrade every year now. <laughs> To me, it's it's closer to normal. Like I used to swap phones all the you do, time. You, do, you don't understand. This guy switched phones every month. Oh, whenever crazy. I first met him, it was crazy. Like I would just swap phones willy nilly. When we were over in that office, I'm not kidding. I think you had a different phone every at least maybe every other month. Yeah, <laughs> every I mean, other month. Because I'm just like, well, I'll sell it. I'll sell this and go buy that, and I'll buy this and sell this. And then T-Mobile yeah. had 
jump on demand for a little oh, while, which, and they they put all phones in jump on demand which, at first, which like they shouldn't have told Robbie about. Like they yeah. made that for again a normal person, <laughs> right? And Robbie was like, "You mean I can just switch out my phones I can whatever all the time. I want to, and just walk in here and you'll just." Did hand you do me that whenever you were one? switching to the Samsung for just a minute? Uh, yeah, it was or was jump, it the that iPhone? Was jump on demand. The iPhone was jump on demand. So I'm like, it, it's it was zero friction swapping phones, and so. Um, you know, I get it. Uh, there's a if lot you, of people that probably don't upgrade their phone every year. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that do. Like, I know people who are not tech enthusiasts that will go and get the latest. If they're an iPhone person, they're going to get the new iPhone when it yeah, comes out. Yeah, as soon as it comes and out. They'll, you know, they'll do the trade-in and do all that kind of stuff. And Or their phone carrier has an option where they can just upgrade every year or whatever. Like, it's not that abnormal for people to upgrade their phone every year to the newest one. It's also not that abnormal for people to keep their phone for two or three years. Mm-hmm. Like, I get both of those spectrums. To me, getting to the point where I'm like, I'm not even looking at phones <laughs> until next fall yeah, again. Like, was, I'm going to keep this phone and yeah. I'll, I'll I'll perk up whenever you start talking about Pixel Seven. Like, I, I'm kinda, yeah, the six A, the six A is going to be no interest. He'll look at the One Plus Ten. He'll look at it, but he won't. I honestly, that. I won't. I this time, do. I really won't. Mm-hmm. I looked at the Pro already, and I looked at the specs, and I'm like. There, I have zero interest in this phone. Okay. Um, and I just don't have any interest in switching phones again. Um, like, I'm perfectly happy with this. The Pixel experience is so good. Right. And that's the problem. Like, that's been the problem. I've not been able to have a flagship phone and the Pixel experience for two years. And so I've been kind of like waiting around, like, what am I going to do? And I'm yeah, all these no, I mean, A phones and the Pixel 5 are just like, Pixel not, 5 was not, tiny. Not and the A phones have 60 hertz screens. And it's like, None of this stuff sounds like anything I would want. And so I'm, that's why I've been so anticipating the Pixel 6. And that's why I was like, for the Pro, I'm just going all in. I'm ready. I want the Pixel experience, and I want the best thing you got. And after I used them for a bit, I'm just like, I don't know. The yeah. Pixel 6 just feels a little fragile, it, maybe. And yeah. maybe just almost like too nice. Like It's that I just Samsung the, feel. I want you, the you utility it, thing. Yeah, just, you said it in the video. It's like almost that kind of Samsung feel, the, the nicer... Uh, yeah, one, one plus pluses. feel. It's yep. it's that sort of phone. If you're into that stuff and that's what you want, if you want the nice nicest of the nice, by all means, go get the pro. But if you get the six, you're still getting a great phone, and that's the awesome part about this year with this announcement. And here's what hit me just now as I'm th- thinking about this. I I remember I bought the one plus eight pro. I remember I bought it. Yeah, that was the one immediate. you had the issues with, wasn't it? No, I had the uh, OnePlus 8. You and I both had the 8. Yeah. And then I went and bought the 8 It had the all the Pro. Wi-Fi issues? Yeah. Or Bluetooth issues? Just No, the Wi-Fi. Connectivity, uh, yeah. But his didn't. Mine, I had two nope. of them that had the same issue. But I liked the OnePlus 8. But the 8 Pro had the curved screen. It was bigger. Kind of very Pixel 6 Pro feel. I remember I bought it. I had it for a day. Sent it back. Because I bought it from OnePlus. And sent it back. It's like, I, there's something about this I don't like. You know? And... Um, I think I had the 7T at the time, so I went back to my 7T, which was in a very affordable phone. I think I had like 300 bucks in my 7T. <laughs> and so when the OnePlus 9 Pro came out, I had the 8T by then because I had been an idiot and swapped phones that one wasn't in jump on demand or something. So I ended up having to actually go and upgrade a phone for once. Um, and so I was like, eh, I'll just go to the 8T. I'll just pay it off. And so I got the 8T. They had a deal on it. And so it was like 450 bucks or something like that or $400. And so I got it and I was like, this is a great phone. I like this, you know, but it's very utilitarian. It's flat screen. You know, it's not trying to do anything amazing. So the OnePlus 9 Pro comes out and I don't, I don't need, I never even went and got it because I think you got it. And I, I was just like, oh, I don't know. No, did, I, did you I didn't try it. No, you didn't get it because no, you didn't get it. I thought really hard about it though. Like I was really considering it. Yeah. 
I never owned that phone. I think my wife actually got hers first, and then I actually ended up having to go to the Sprint store that was recently converted yeah. to get mine because the T-Mobile store didn't have one in stock. There was some, You had something. You had the – did you have the T when the 9 Pro came mm-hmm. out? I think you were just that happy with that phone just and like, the eh. amount of money that you were like – I don't think I'm going to do it. There's not enough. There's There wasn't enough upgrade. Right. But that's the same type of phone as the OnePlus 8 Pro was. Like yeah. the, it's just the nicer level of phone. And then I, I think when I got the Pro in my hand, the 6 Pro, that's kind of what I felt like it was. And that's kind of what it is. It's it's that same thing of like, hey, we're, we're you know, putting on the Ritz. You know, this is going to be really nice. And I don't know. There's something about me and phones. The, the Galaxy S21 Ultra, I, that was one of the phones I tried returned it immediately i'm just like it's too much like there's just it's too much yeah i i think something in my brain has gotten to the point where with phones as long as the specs are good and everything I, there's no glaring issues with it i would rather save some money and have something that i don't feel that feels more utilitarian yeah because i'm gonna be I honest know i cracked a what was that the note which one was that what was uh, the, the, the one that verizon sent us yeah it was a note um how much does oh, one of those cost? Eight, maybe. How much no, eight. It How was eight. after the exploding one. Yeah, yeah, it was eight. Oh, those are like twelve. Yeah, so I cracked the screen on one of those, and it was a. It wasn't even my phone, and it was reviewing, and I knew it really wouldn't matter. It was a gut wrenching feeling. Yeah, to it, drop a twelve hundred dollar phone yeah. and break it. Right. There's something yeah. about that. There's I don't know. I don't know what that is, and that's not to say that six hundred bucks is like throw away Jump money. Change, but no, it's easier. To <laughs> it feels less scary to carry around in my yeah, pocket totally. or take on the golf course yeah, or whatever same, same, it, it, same here uh in the 8t and the 7t i had before that were even more so in yeah. that and i think there's I, i've learned to value that a little more to realize like oh i can spend a third of what this expensive phone costs and not feel like i'm missing anything well, is it, that's is, the biggest thing is, is 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 there something to be said maybe about the fact that we are always swapping chromebooks and we're always trying different devices and so then you almost you've gotten to the point maybe now where your phone you just want a little bit of need, a comfort. Yeah, of it like, needs to be an anchor. This just needs to be the thing that whenever I'm not using all these different Chromebooks or trying this yeah. different tech, I can come back to this and I know it's just it's comfortable. It's the thing, and it's yeah. and it's not going to break the bank. And there's something to be said about that. I think. Yeah. And, and yeah. And in all maybe, honesty, if, if swapping phones were as simple and easy as a Chromebook where everything synced and you didn't have to mess with yeah, the setting up, maybe it'd be different. And, I'd probably lean more towards a $600 phone and I would probably just come in here and swap phones every week just to have something different, you know, yeah. but, but this is swapping phones. A, isn't it's quite a little bit easy, a little, <laughs> little bit more intimate, you know, this is something yeah. that's in your pocket. Yeah. It's and, always with you. And it's always with you. And it's something that you interact with a lot throughout the day. Not to say that, I mean, for us, we're on Chromebooks all day, but it's different. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like this is different. something that's no, with yeah. you. So, um, and maybe that, maybe that's something that sets us apart than from the average consumer. But again, oh, yeah, like when sure. we make these videos and we talk about this stuff on the podcast, all we can share is our opinion. Like this is right. the this way is where that yeah, this is where we're yeah. at. So, um, you know, we don't uh we don't fancy ourselves some like, you know, tech journalist that's going to give you the full rundown on all the, you know, uh pros and cons and all this like it's not like that it's, it's just kind yeah. of our opinion and and in the video i said i said as much like yeah i'm not a phone reviewer right like, yeah i yeah, can't yeah. be that anymore right. and that's where i said the line like i i switch phones like once a year now that's and yeah and what's a perfect example like a normal person my wife gets the new pixel each year it comes out yeah 
she is the least tech enthusiast person I know. Right. Like, she doesn't care. But she likes to Still likes getting. Ooh, I want that new camera or yeah. that new feature or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I know I want a Pixel. So oh, I, I think zero, you know, care about any other phone that comes out. But when the Pixel comes out, she perks up. I'm like, oh, yep, I'd like the new one. Right. And that's it. You know, and so, yeah, yeah there, I'm, I'm just trying to defend myself. <laughs> there are plenty you, of you regular people. You don't have people. to defend yourself, man. There's plenty of regular people there's, that get a phone every year. That's right. That's right. You, you don't have to. You can say whatever you want. It's our channel. <laughs> I'm normal. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, there you have it. Um, that's some thoughts on the Pixel. We are going to hop off here because... Uh, we're we're going into the holiday. We're actually recording on Wednesday before yeah, Thanksgiving, early. Uh, so that we can take some time to. <laughs> the spend jig it. is up. You yeah. could have, you could have played the ruse out and just be like, "Hey, nah. you guys have a happy Friday." Yeah, yeah. man. No, I, mean, I guess we can still say that. Have a happy. Food Friday, was so good yesterday, oh, yeah. man. Uh, actually, well, my family's not even gonna get together on Thanksgiving Day, so yeah, we're doing. Y'all we're doing, doing the weekend? Uh, we're doing my family's tonight. Uh, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then her family, I think, we're doing in the weekend. Yeah. So. So, uh, so yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and hopefully you get to spend some time with family and relax a little bit. That's certainly certainly our plan. So we appreciate you all tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.